What is good? What is good? Seriously, though, ask yourself that question. What is actually good? What we focus on grows more in our life. Train yourself. What is good? But also, what is good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We're going to talk about fighting fear today. It's going to be really exciting. I know you are amped. I can just tell. We are doing a three-day challenge right now. It's called Pursue Your Dream. It is a three-day challenge, but it is also free. I know. You're welcome. You can get it in Courage Co. You can join us these next couple of days. They're at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time every day, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It's called the Pursue Your Dream Challenge. You can get in there, plug yourself in, www.courageco.org. But in this challenge, we're riffing, we're digging up some really good stuff. And what I have definitely found to be true, I've been coaching for a minute, I've been coaching since 2009, so I may or may not be past those 10,000 expert hours at this point, but... What I have found to be true is a lot of people will tell you when you're pursuing a dream that you need to know your why, start with why, and they'll also tell you that you need a blueprint, you know, you need a map to get there, okay? We got to attach some strategy to it. Awesome. But <laughs> what no one ever told me, and I'm like, where, where are the girlfriends? Where are the humans? Where are the spiritual running buddies that are like, yo, listen, you're missing some things on your journey. Here's what you're going to need. Where are those people at? I'm going to be that person for you today. What they don't tell you that you need is a battle plan. Legit, you need a battle plan. We talked a lot about the seven giants that you have to overcome on the way to your dreams. So good. If you missed it, don't worry. Every single month, literally, yes, no lie, we do a 60-minute masterclass, a three or five-day challenge, and we have a guest interview. This is in the Courage Co. Masterclass, so you actually do pay a subscription for this, but it is at a price that you're not going to find anywhere else. And there's so much value in there. So even if you can't join us live, you get new content every month to help you grow spiritually, personally, relationally, in every area of your life. Really a no-brainer. <laughs> you can sign up. You can find it over at courageco.org, www.courageco.org. Okay, we don't have this battle plan, all right? And when it comes to pursuing our dreams, a lot of us fail just because we don't know what we're up against. We had no idea the amount of things that we would have to overcome. We had no idea the amount of character <laughs> that we would have to develop, the amount that we'd have to actually mature to steward well what we've been given. We didn't know how much it would test us to be excellent when it's really easy not to. We had no idea how challenging it is to rise up from pain, to rise up from trauma, to rise up from grief, right? We don't know these things and we can think that all is lost. We can feel like it should have happened already. I'm missing the mark. Like it's not working. God doesn't care about these dreams and we can have all sorts of things come up that try to block us. And the interesting thing about this is that fear is actually the first thing that comes up 
But there's six more things that come up and fear isn't even in the worst one. It's just the first one. Like what? No wonder, right? The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. It is hard to manifest your God dreams, okay? Seriously, go check out the Pursue Your Dream Challenge. But what we're going to talk about today is a battle plan to fight fear, okay? We're going deeper in this in the actual challenge, but we're going to talk a little bit about this today because I think it's so important to know that you are in a very real battle and the enemy's agenda has not changed and will not change. But you got to wake up knowing that you do have an enemy and that shouldn't be something that scares you. At one point it may, but it shouldn't be. And it should actually be something that motivates you to stay woke, <laughs> to, to be diligent, to be conscious, to remember that you have the power to overcome anything, right, that comes against you. The power that is in you God within you is greater than anything, right? But a lot of times we forget that and our fear and all these obstacles become way bigger than they're supposed to be, okay? You don't want to let your fear of tomorrow steal your today. It's a writer downer. Don't let your fear of tomorrow steal your today. But how many of us do that? Because truly our thoughts have the power to tear us down or to build us up. That's why I have this declaration deck. I found it really fascinating, right? There's all these affirmation decks where we can affirm different words over ourselves and over our lives, right? But it's God's word that doesn't return void. So something that I had to learn to do was start affirming truth. I didn't have a lot of truth on the inside of me and I definitely wasn't proactively affirming it. I had a lot of weak faith. I had a lot of lazy faith, okay? So I started using declaration decks, or I'm sorry, declarations to start building myself up. And then eventually I just released a declaration deck. That's literally what it's called. There is a scripture on one side and a declaration of truth on the other side. But I pick these and I affirm them every day to keep building myself up because our thoughts have the power to tear us down or to build us up, Okay. So when fear, worry, anxiety come, you have to know that they were not sent by God. Fear is actually a a force of darkness, a principality, right? It's a demon, if you will, right? It's demonic in nature. It's not of God. God has a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That's how the spirit of God operates, right? So anything that's not in agreement with the spirit of God is not for you. And you've got to know the difference. You've got to discern the difference. So when that comes, that that's not something that you just accept as normal. We resist fear. We rebuke fear. We do not partner with it. We do not let it consume us, overwhelm us, all of the things. But that requires practice. That requires a battle plan because you know it's coming. The enemy has no new tricks, right? He's going to keep coming, but you've just got to be stronger, right? So you've got to know that it's going to come and that you actually have to be ready for the fight, right? I'm not going to fight with fear. I'm not going to partner with it. I'm going to rebuke it. I'm going to replace the lie. I'm going to affirm the truth. I'm going to build myself up in the truth, right? I'm going to partner with God, but you do need a plan of attack, okay? And we're just going to today go over four main weapons that you can use to battle 
as you're pursuing your dreams, your desires, what God has put on your heart, okay? And these are small steps, but big improvements, okay, that you'll start to notice in your life. It's really how you can transform circumstances, negative energy into energy in that God can use and into his reality, okay? So when you're starting to feel wrecked or frozen by fear, we're going to go through some of the things that you can do. Number one, you've got to be aware. You've got to be aware of your feelings. Be wise and discerning. You want to be responsible, able to respond to things or not versus reactive, right? Somebody that's just moved by their emotions is very unstable. They're easily moved by any sort of thing. When when their expectations aren't met, when things don't go their way, the whole world falls apart, right? So our feelings are coming from a combination of what we think and what we believe, okay? So Often, somebody could feel sad and overwhelmed due to constant negative thoughts about a season in their life, maybe, or a belief deep down inside that things aren't going to get better, right? But that person has an opportunity to admit what they're feeling so they can start to heal, so they can start really empowering and, and building belief, building faith, building hope, building encouragement. But really what feelings do is they they are a way that we can know the health of our thoughts, the quality of our thoughts. Our emotions are quite literally energy that we're putting into motion. And when we actually feel them, when we actually give ourselves space to process them, not make them wrong, not repress them, not hide from them, not run from them, but actually recognize and feel it, sit with it for a second. What is it here to teach you? What is it here to reveal to you? What is it here to highlight for you to pay attention to, right? What is it bringing to your attention? When you give yourself that space to become aware, it makes sure that your feeling doesn't just consume you or overwhelm you. You start to recognize that I am not the feeling, I'm just the feeler of the feeling, right? And I can recognize what this is teaching me and what this is showing me versus being blindsided or sideswiped by it, okay? So if you've ever found yourself overwhelmed all of a sudden and wondering how your emotions bowled over, a lot of times this comes from bottling them up, right? We just keep like, pushing things down and staying busy and getting distracted. We talked about all the all the bees the other day, right? But we keep bottling things up. We don't address them. We don't process them. They get stuck in our body. And then we actually have a reaction, a meltdown, a breakdown, something, because we've just bottled that all up on the inside. But being aware and giving yourself grace and space to process your emotions really allows you to develop self-compassion instead of being a bully and being very self-critical and engaging in self-sabotage, as we say around here. But giving yourself permission to feel and acknowledge your true feelings allows you to be safe and it starts helping you recognize what battles are for you to fight and what are not, okay? It also gives you this opportunity to fight differently. A lot of times we fight in the physical and the natural. I'm just going to do more. I'm just going to push harder. I'm just going to, uh, right? But 
many times the battle is actually spiritual. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, right? We're, we're wrestling with principalities, with forces of darkness, right, in heavenly realms. So we've got to fight spiritually, okay? And part of that is recognize, oh, I'm feeling really moody and really irritable because I feel afraid. I feel afraid. I have a lot of feelings and thoughts about lack and uh, provision. Right now, I have a lot of unworthiness coming up that I'm not good enough, that I'm not capable, that I can't do what I want to do. I'm having a lot of relational discomfort going on because I'm not giving my best. I'm not communicating and expressing myself well. I feel like I'm not adding a whole lot of value to this relationship. You see what I'm saying? Like when you actually slow down, when you actually start feeling what is going on in the inside of you and evaluating what that is, so much wisdom, so much information is brought to your attention that you then can understand and process and keep what is designed to move forward with you and release and let go of what's not. So how I do this, one of the things that works best for me is I will literally sit down with God. I know that I'm not doing this by myself and I don't recommend doing this by yourself. And if you're not comfortable sitting down with God yet, I recommend getting a coach that can hold this space for you and guide you through this process. But what I do is I will meet with God and I'll just be real, raw, vulnerable, all the things. I'll just be like, yo, God, here's what's up. (laughs) I haven't been meeting with you because I've been frustrated. And I've been frustrated because I feel like this isn't working. And I realize that I'm frustrated about this not working because I haven't even met with you to get your guidance. So I need to repent about that right now. I repent for trying to do things in my own strength. I repent for not trusting you. I repent for not seeking you as my vital necessity. And I thank you that right now, as I commit this to you, you cause my thoughts to become agreeable with your will and you cause my plans to succeed. So I just release all of my fear. I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, that in its place, confidence is restored. Faith is restored. Courage is restored. Boldness is restored wisdom is restored. And I thank you, God, that you give me the supernatural strength to take the step that you would have me take in your strength, not mine in Jesus name. Right. So right there, what I did was I took a frustration, right. Of, oh, like this isn't working. And this could be like a relationship thing. This could be a business thing. This could be whatever it is, but this isn't working. And I take that frustration to God, which as I'm taking it to God, I'm starting to realize, well, dang, like this frustration alone is the reason why I haven't been seeking you. I've been letting this emotion dictate how I show up. It's also skewing my view of God and it's, it's creating division. I'm not accessing God because I'm letting this thing be God. Right? So now as I'm like actually letting this process and unfold, now I'm like, Oh, we need to have like a, a, an adjustment, a recalibration happen here in God's presence, which he is epic for. It's what he's known for, right? So he realigns me, gets me straight. We have a lot of connection after that. Now that that's clear, now that that's out of the way, moving on, right? And then I can go into like prayer, into wisdom, into guidance, into different direction that he has for me. But a lot of times when we don't give ourselves that space to feel 
to process, particularly with God. We don't get the the wisdom, the shift, the transformation that is possible. We keep trying to go days, weeks, months, years in our own strength and getting further and further away from God when we're the ones doing that to ourselves. Okay, when we can meet with God every single day, (laughs) the kingdom is always within reach. We're just not always reaching for it. Okay, so being aware, again, this allows us to be self-compassionate, allows us to build safety and trust with ourselves. It allows us to grow in our relationship with God and we're meeting with him with what we're feeling. We're giving these feelings over to him. We're asking for help, right? We're asking for him to help us activate the fruit of the spirit in our life. Patience, self-control, meekness, long-suffering, right? And we're moving different. And having a very different life experience because of that. And then the more self-compassion you give to yourself, the more compassionate you are towards others. The more grace you can release towards others. The more mercy you can give to them. Nothing that God is doing with you is wasted. He uses it all. So, so powerful. Okay? It's number one. (laughs) Number one. Just number one. Yeah. Okay. So first battle plan to fight fear, and we're again only talking about one giant on the way to your promised land, but fear, be aware. Number two is avoid the five B's that we talked about before, okay? You really want to avoid these things that we do to not feel things, to not face things in our life, okay? So a lot of times when we are fearful, we allow things just to get worse. And we do this, the B's are, we get really busy. We try to avoid our feelings. We try to blame other people so that we don't have to take responsibility for anything that's going on inside of us. We start binging and like numbing ourselves, whether that's alcohol, Netflix, food, whatever it might be. We try to just like numb all that stuff that's going on. We bury things through like denial, procrastination, avoidance, right? Or we might brood. And this is just like replaying things over and over again in your mind. Like what happened, what could happen. And you just get caught up in this rumination, which is not allowing this holy sanctified imagination that you have to serve you, but to work against you. Okay, so these are the bad bees that we talked about in a recent episode, so you can go back and re-listen to that if you haven't. But you want to, number two, when you have a battle plan against fear, number one, you want to be aware, be aware of what's going on in the inside of you. I would say not just your feelings, like be aware of what you're thinking, because a lot of times your feelings, again, are your thoughts, the culmination of your thoughts and your beliefs, okay? And we don't get what we want a lot of the time, we get what we believe, All right. So it's really important to start developing that self-awareness. Another benefit of working with a coach, you start becoming more and more aware of what is going on on the inside of you and having a space to deal with that every week. Okay. So number two, avoid the five B's. Don't numb your insights. Okay. The Bible says we want to be sober minded. Makes sense. But many of us don't live there. And you want to have, it's so wild, we want to have this like fully fulfilling life, this fully expressed life, but we think we can do it by shutting off half our emotions or only really feeling three. The average human only lives in three emotions. Absolutely wild if you think about it, right? 
But we have a habit, a practice, a pattern, something that we don't even know that we keep repeating over and over again of dealing with life through numbing ourselves. Okay. And when you numb yourself, we think that that brings relief, but it's only momentary relief. And ultimately it prolongs pain (laughs) and it keeps creating more and more distance between you and ultimately what you desire. And the reality is once you stop numbing, you still have to start right where you started when you started numbing to walk out that journey. So it's best to just start healing. Stop numbing and start healing. Okay, so our go-to behavior when we're afraid is often to numb our feelings. Okay, we can also get caught up in what if scenarios. Well, if this happens and this is going to happen, then this is going to happen. Then if that happens and this happens. So interesting story. I, um, I had somebody, I was in the gym working out and somebody had a hit and run. Super fun, right? They like ran into my car, really fun, didn't leave a note, nothing, which is turning into a whole adventure, right? And I find sometimes that when God sends me on adventures, there's so many like ministry moments and things that evolve from this. But what was really interesting is this woman um, at the collision place, I don't know why, but she felt so, so comfortable immediately, like sharing all aspects of her life and her story and all the things. But she was talking to me about this, like, very interesting scenario. And I don't even know what spurred it on. But she was saying something like, well, I really want to buy this couch. But then I'm afraid of like, you know, well, what if the house burns down? And then like this horrible thing will happen. So like, I don't like why even buy the couch? And she like said some very crazy, dramatic story like that. But I'm like, wow, like, just evidence of a mismanaged mind, right? Like, get the couch, (laughs) right? Like, how many things do we worry about that never actually happen? But our mind can be a terrible place to be. And so, like, here's this woman working long days. She's taking care of her 82-year-old mother, and she's wrestling with all this fear every single day. It's all she's thinking about, all these things that could go wrong. She's not thinking about one thing that could go right. All she's reinforcing every day is all these what-if scenarios going in the wrong direction. And when that happens to us, what happens is, is we go backward in life or we just stay stuck right where we are. Like those things that we don't want actually start happening. It's the weirdest thing. But we're putting our faith out there in the wrong direction. It's just this constant mind loop and a mind that is unrenewed is really our worst enemy. If we don't set our mind and keep it set, it will take us to some very fascinating, weird, sometimes miserable places. This is not something that we want to be lazy about. It's something to really be diligent about. Okay, so being aware of your fear and then aware of your tendencies to cope with fear is really important so that you can avoid them. So for example, with this woman, bringing this to her attention, right? Like it was a coaching moment. She didn't know who walked in the room. Lucky her, right? (laughs) So starting to coach her mind, offer a different thought, being willing to see things differently, being willing to program new beliefs, being willing to have the courage to step out of what you've known and become so accustomed to, right? That's available to her now if she chooses it, right? But she didn't know what she didn't know. Now she has no excuse, right? 
But being aware of your fear and then being also aware of your tendencies helps you avoid them by doing something different. So for example, when we have fearful thoughts, when the enemy comes and plants lies in our brain, gives us some bait, we're not supposed to just entertain it and be like, oh my God, that's awful. What if this happens and that could happen and then that happens and then, right? Like we do it. We take the bait often. And what we are designed to do is take every thought captive that is exalting itself above the truth. Cast it down, cast it out, but replace it. Don't just get it out, replace it with truth, but many won't do this. So many people live in torment every day just because they're lazy, right? They don't do the work to renew their mind because it is work. You have to own that you've got a really messy mind. It's thinking all sorts of things, but you are not your thoughts. You're the thinker of your thoughts, which if that is true, then you can change the thoughts you are thinking, which is interesting. That's why we're told to renew our mind because when we renew our mind, we are transformed. We have new perspective. We have new understanding. We can walk in wisdom, right? Versus so many other options that are just not options, right? You have to decide that it's not worth your life, right? To live in fear. That's not worth giving your life to anymore, right? What your life is, what's out ahead of you, what is possible for you, that is more important than letting fear get in the way, okay? Now, this, as you can imagine, is not something that is our default setting or our default habits pattern practice is just not what we've trained. Okay. So a lot of times that's what we're doing over in Courage Go. The God's Vibes Mastermind is deep training. Okay. The masterclass is monthly training and great to keep building momentum in your life. And then the mastermind is where we go really, really deep. Both are super important, right? But you've got to train in this stuff in order to get the results. Okay. This isn't something that you can just try on every now and again here every now and again. It's something that you got to train. It's something that you got to program. It's like giving yourself a new operating system. You have to start finding out, discovering how to operate with those things. There's different things to learn. Okay. There's different things to practice. So when that isn't natural to you, number three as part of your battle plan, ask God for help. <laughs> Literally, this is so simple, but so simple we overlook it. We just don't do it. But ask God for help. Ask God for help, right? Like I was writing about this the other day. Like I don't need a title. I don't need accolades. I need God. Like I need wisdom. I need divine direction. I need divine strength. I need support. I need excellence. I need favor. I need grace up in here. I need discernment. <laughs> so my winning strategy is God help. God help. <laughs> right? And I'll be saying this throughout the day sometimes, but like God help, right? Like if I know I'm going down like a really nasty train of thought, right? I'm not just going to let that train keep running. I'm going to say God help, right? I'm going to acknowledge him. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. Amen. I'm going to take you at your word and I'm going to use that. God help. I'm acknowledging you, help me, right? So simple, so practical, yet we don't do it, right? 
We also have so much spiritual warfare that we encounter. This can be the opinions of man, haters, whatever, that want to just say things about you and how you show up. And they actually have no idea who you are, your journey, what you've experienced, nothing. Yet they're suddenly an authority in your life if you let them. Not cool. You might have interesting circumstances, interesting tests, challenges that come up that are just part of being human. Not something you caused. You might have some really unjust things that happen to you, right? But God is your vindicator, right? So there might be things that that come up, but we can still, right? God is with us. God is for us. Never does he leave us. Never does he forsake us. He goes before us. He's our rear guard. We can call on him for help. He's with us. He's for us, right? But we need to actually ask for help. We got. We can ask for things like a clear mind, the mind of Christ, right? We can ask for a peaceful heart. We can ask for strength, for courage on days that are really trying, right? Our most powerful tool is prayer. You know, there's others. Humility, worship, praise, thanksgiving, right? Focus, reading the word of God, studying the word of God, storing that up in your heart, right? There's things that we can do spiritually that keep us primed, that keep us prepared, right? We're not naive to the fact that there's going to be challenges, that things are going to be hard, that there's going to be battles for us to fight and some for us to overlook because <laughs> that's meekness. Sometimes that that is winning a fight, right? Not engaging. But we we can't always do that on our own, right? We can't, spiritual battles can't be fought on our own, right? We need God. We need the Holy Spirit. We need wisdom. We need good orderly direction. So I like to journal, like I said. I like to turn the word of God into practical prayer. So, you know, if you're reading about God's workmanship and you're starting to recognize that You've been insecure. You've been giving into comparison just by hanging out on social media. And you can turn that into a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, God, that I am your workmanship. Thank you, God, that you've made me in your image and your likeness. And you increase my capacity to operate in this more and more every day. See what I'm saying? So I'm taking that actual scripture and I'm reading that, declaring that, turning that into a prayer that's personal and real for me. So anytime I'm reading the word of God, I'm not looking at it like a pastor, right? So like a pastor, you might think would be like reading the scripture to just extrapolate from the text and create a sermon. But I personally, and the best pastors, I believe they're reading it for personal experience. They're reading it for it to change them. (laughs) They're reading it for an encounter. They're reading it for transformation, right? Those are two very different things. And so I read the the Bible as if I'm going to experience an encounter with God, as if I'm going to receive what it says. I'm going to encounter his presence. I'm going to receive his peace, right? I'm going to get a download. I'm going to encounter him. I'm going to experience wisdom. I'm going to get revelation. I'm going to get inspired action. Like something's going to happen. I'm going to spend time reading the word and wait on God as I'm doing that. And he's going to reveal himself to me, right? He's going to show up and I just expect that. And so sometimes I'll read devotionals and journal through prompts that they have. Sometimes I'll just journal personally. Other times, 
You know, I might write out prayers and create a prayer list. I might write down my cares and cast them onto him. I have the the God's Vibes Matter devotional. If you haven't seen that, I actually give it away for free. So you can get on my email list and grab that. But there's a pray template that I have in there that I often go through. Super helpful, but it's very organic. But it's all around connecting with God in ways that are real and personable for me to develop that relationship, to make sure that my heart is pure, to make sure that I'm not having a whole bunch of thoughts that God doesn't think about me in my mind, to make sure that my emotions aren't all over the place and that they're being stabilized so that I can be effective and build with the right energy in my life, right? So really, really important. Ask God for help. The Holy Spirit is actually the kingdom of God. Isn't that cool? The Holy Spirit. So it says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness is actually God's answer to sin. Because of what Jesus sacrificed his life on the cross, we are made righteous through Christ, right? So we don't have to live in sin. Amazing. Second part of the kingdom, peace. Supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding is the answer God's answer to torment, (laughs) to the tormentor of our soul, right? And then joy is the answer to physical sickness, physical ailments, right? Because laughter is like good medicine for the soul. So we have access to the kingdom, right? It's through the Holy Spirit, through the presence of God, through the Holy Spirit, through being led by the Holy Spirit rather than grieving the Holy Spirit, grieving him means not making any space, not listening, right? Think about that in a relationship. A relationship that you don't create space for, someone that you don't listen to, that you don't uh, really value, right? Like, that's grieving somebody. And we do that with the Holy Spirit quite a bit. So instead of that, listen, ask for guidance, ask for help, trust that guidance, take steps of obedience based on the guidance that you're given, right? So we have this help, (laughs) the Holy Spirit every day that we can be tracking with and walking with and partnering with, right? But we don't always do that. So remember, help, God help, Holy Spirit. (laughs) What up? I need you. Okay. Number four, attack. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. You got to activate yourself and you got to fight back. Don't just sit and take it. You got to fight back sometimes. So you want to really practice the battle plan to take care of anxieties on the physical plane, right? So for example, Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God right? So talk about a plan of attack, right? Paul begins by saying, do not be anxious about anything. He tells us to watch how we think about the things in our lives. It is with our thoughts that we decide to believe the lies of the enemy, to be our own false prophets of the future, and steal our own happiness in life. Our thoughts give life or steal joy. We can live on purpose according to the destiny God has set before us, or we can fall prey to the attack of the enemy and live under a cloud of fear and worry. 
Okay, so Paul goes on to say, but in every situation, we all have bad things happen in life, right? But it is our thoughts about the bad things that affect us. For me, it is the true, for me, like, let me say this differently. When we have these bad things happen in life, it's the meaning that we assign to those things that affects us the most, right? Often it's not the thing itself that is so painful, it's the meaning that we assign to it, which then determines how we feel about it, right? So we can dissolve this anxiety by applying God's word, taking God at his word and applying it in our lives. We attack back, we fight back by changing our thoughts and our behaviors, okay? So we can pray we can declare, we can not give in to the fear, but take an action of faith instead by worshiping, trusting, praising God, right? You're telling the enemy loud and clear that you're not a woman to be messed with, okay? So some people, you know, might lose a job and that could be really disappointing, but they're at church that same night praising and worshiping God because they know that God's in control and God's their source rather than sitting at home, you know, worrying, crying, venting, right? Feeling victimized, right? They're, they're choosing a very different behavior intentionally, right? Rather than focusing about the injustice and letting bitterness and resentment and all that stuff get built up in your heart, which is only holding you back, right? You can turn that over to God. God, I don't like this. This sucks. This feels really bad, but I turn this over to you. I thank you that you're my vindicator. I thank you, God, that you're preparing a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I thank you, God, that you're giving me the power to move forward boldly and confidently in you, right? By your power and for your glory. I thank you, God, that I'm your ambassador and that even now, even when it's hard for me, you're helping me to represent you well. These are choices that we have. It doesn't mean that we don't feel fear, but we can actually fight back. Oh, no. Like, this is a setup. The enemy tried to come hit me, but this is a setup. God is on the move. God works all things for my good. He perfects all things concerning me. That's true here, right? Not just in some situations. That's true here, too, right? So the enemy has a plan to keep us from experiencing the full life that God has created for us. And his plan counts on us being unaware and unarmed. So to fight back, we have to be aware of our thoughts. We have to be aware of our feelings. We have to be aware of what's happening in our soul, right? And we have to arm ourselves with truth, right? So studying in Ephesians, the full armor of God, that's a way that you can stay armored up, stay ready, right? When you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So when you keep your armor on, when you're diligent about renewing your mind and what you're focusing on and paying attention to what you're exposing yourself to, who you're surrounding yourself with, what you are studying, what you're meditating on, right? What your emotions are revealing to you, very different experience, right? When you recognize that the power (laughs) that has overcome the world quite literally is on the inside of you, you might want to start activating it, right? You might be curious to start activating that, trying that on, seeing how it goes, right? Like, God, you said, God, thank you that, right? Like, actually fight back. Don't just sit back and take things in life. Get your fight back, right? Don't just sit and and look at your circumstances, right? Get a bigger vision. Without vision, we perish, right? But a lot of times we have to come up higher and get God's vision, his wisdom, his perspective, seeing things the way God 
sees things, right? That doesn't just happen though. We go seek that. We pursue that. So sometimes fighting back is changing what we're pursuing, changing what we're saturating ourselves in. Okay. So (laughs) some homework. Let's make this real. Let's make this practical for you. Ask God to open your eyes to any unhealthy patterns of thought or behavior in your life. Holy Spirit's great about doing this, not from a place of shame or judgment, but from conviction. Oh yeah, I've got some growth here. Thank you that you helped me, right? Also, think about it. Have you ever had a breakdown that led to a breakthrough? So when I was talking about developing that awareness, a lot of times it might feel like I'm having a meltdown. And sometimes I just have to let that play out, quite honestly. (laughs) I just make sure I'm not around people when that's happening, right? But I'll get away with God and I'll like write down all these things that are having me feel some kind of way. You know, I'm I'm noticing breakdowns in my mind and my emotions and my heart, whatever. And I'll literally like let it all out. I'll get it all out on paper, what the fears are, what the worries are, what the feelings are, what's weighing heavy on my heart. I'll get it out of me so I can see it and address it. And often when I'm converting that into what is true, like I'm trumping it with truth. I'm like saying what God says. I'm starting to like literally trump every single thing that came up with what God said. And I'm building my faith back up. I am led in that process to a breakthrough. And strangely enough, that doesn't take that much time. We just don't do it. So think about this for you. Have you ever had a breakdown that led to a breakthrough? Let that be a reminder that breakdowns aren't always bad. They often lead us to breakthrough. And (laughs) you don't always need a breakdown, for the record, to get a breakthrough. Sometimes you just need to take some breaks. Okay? Give yourself a break. And then What would life look like if you practiced the battle plan, right? Like how might life be different for you? We're only talking about a battle plan for fear today. But if you started becoming more aware of what's going on in your soul, right? What you're focusing on, what you've been feeling, what you've been storing up in your heart. Is your heart pure? Do you have resentment, unforgiveness? judgment, what's going on in there, right? Are you becoming aware? Are you avoiding the bees, the bad bees, and numbing your feelings? Are you asking God for help? Are you attacking and fighting back? Are you just letting yourself get beat up? Right? You experience a totally different level of victory and breakthrough in your life when you're willing to fight back. And when you're willing to develop and cultivate your own faith versus rely on somebody else's. Very different outcomes. Not that any of these things, again, are good, bad, right, or wrong. We're all on a journey. But <laughs> there there does come a time where you're not going to just, you know, rely on, on milk. You actually need to move on to solid food, as the Bible says. Okay? And you need to actually take it upon yourself to develop what we do over here. Courage, faith, self-mastery to access the good life and the good things that God has for you. Okay, so battle plan against fear, being aware, avoiding the bad bees or numbing our feelings, asking God for help and attacking, right? Are 
you doing those things or what would your life look like if you started practicing that instead of whatever you're currently doing? And then lastly, which of these A's, these four A's, which is kind of fun, (laughs) we had the B's and now we have the A's, but which of the A's do you need to practice more? As for me personally, somebody that was independent, self-sufficient, high achieving, right? Like all those things. I (laughs) actually had to break that off my life. I had to learn how to humble myself. I had to learn how to surrender. I had to learn how to trust. I still am doing all these things, right? But when you first do it, woof, it's hard, right? So I really had to grow in asking for help. Yeah, I didn't know what my needs were. (laughs) I didn't even know what I wanted for a long time. I was so used to surviving and people pleasing and codependency and those things were so programmed for such a long time that I'm like, who am I? What do I want? What do I even need? If I were to ask, you know, or try to tell somebody what I need, what would I even tell them? I don't even know. Right. So asking for help was hard because I'm like, I don't even know what I need. I don't even know what to ask for. But you just start. God, I don't know what I need. I don't even know what to ask for. But thank you that you helped me to understand what you'd have me see, what you'd have me know, what you'd have me do right now. Right? You just start. Start right where you are and make it that simple. You know, we can see these people pray these like eloquent, epic prayers, but it's just this pure heart, this hungry heart, this desperate heart for God that moves him. You know? So keep it simple. Okay? So love this. Hopefully this is fun, informative for you, something that you can really apply and take to new places in your life. Think about this. Which of the four A's do you need to practice more? And if you started doing that, how would that change your life? Right? I think something that's interesting about fear is, again, fear presents itself as an opportunity to decide, am I going to resist fear and obey God? Or am I going to resist God and partner with fear? You really get to choose that. And we're only able to grow in faith, to grow in courage, to start mastering ourselves when it's uncomfortable, right? It's easy to do the things that are easy. <laughs> These things where we're growing, where we're evolving, happen in the uncomfy places. That's just the reality, right? We get really good at embracing discomfort for a living knowing that we have tools to do it, that we're not doing it by ourselves, that we are fully backed, fully supported, we're being led into good things, that allows you to start trusting, right? If we weren't being led into good things, if there weren't good plans for us, if God wasn't doing a new thing and helping us to perceive it, right? It would feel very hopeless if we had to do these things in our own strength or in our own understanding. That's a very depressing way to live, right? But we're not left to our own, you know, habits, behaviors, patterns, upbringing, story, experiences. We're not left to that. God doesn't leave us there. He's with us every step of the way. All right. So I just want to encourage you, fight back up against fear and get yourself plugged in to Courage Co., where we help you live your most courageous and impactful story. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do so now. 
this isn't just a blessing to me and it helps me know who's listening, where you're from, what's resonating, but it is a way that the podcast gets out to more people and uplifts them and encourages them and supports them and really meets them right where they are. So I would love if you would take a minute, literally takes just a minute to subscribe to the podcast, to leave a review, to rate it. Thank you so much in advance. If you do that as well, I give you a free gift. You can claim it over at julianapage.com. Click on the podcast page and fill out the information there, and I'll send you a free gift. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that, a community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner 
warrior spirit, and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.